Welcome back to the show. This week, I talked to my friend Brian, and unfortunately, Brian was not in the studio. I talked to him over webcam, which is sort of normal for me now, but I hope to have people back in the studio soon. Um, Brian was also on an episode back in December, so go check that one out. But this week, we talked about politics and more specifically, the more moderate politics, the, the, the view of the middle, the you know and the importance of looking at the side that you don't agree with listening to the side that you don't agree with and uh which i think is more crucial right now just because we feel so divided but i don't talk about politics a lot uh, i think it was a productive discussion though and it was a lot of fun so i hope you guys enjoy it too here it is digging in the crates for something Brian, Brian Gilliland, host Jay of Sheldon, the Okie Show Show. I love that banner behind you. Oh, thanks, man. It's kind of I, I like the rig that you've got going on behind you, except it's way more technical than mine. Well, and organized, you, but you have lots of like boxes and uh, electronic equipment storage cases back there. Yeah, see that looks. It's just a mess. It's, you look like you're uh, it's running all my a pelican wind. cases that have been collecting dust during the quarantine. Yeah, yeah, I guess you haven't been able to put those to good use for a while. Not at all. <laughs> Not at all. But I, uh, you have been on the internet. I, I have been on the internet. I've you, been, because there's like nothing else to freaking do, man. That's the only time, <laughs> you know, I was so anti-Facebook <laughs> and social media because I just despise <laughs> the mechanisms of like the likes and all that kind of stuff. But honestly... When we're all trapped at home, thank God we. <laughs> yeah. I never thought I'd ever say that, but thank God for it. And nobody is going to accuse you now of not liking Facebook because you're on yeah. there so many times a day. I am not disappointed though. I enjoy reading your posts. <laughs> I just don't comment. I like to read the comments because I feel like you are not afraid to just say whatever you're thinking and you know, <laughs> you know, you're going to get a response, but you just like throw it out there like, hey. <laughs> Anybody notice? <laughs> like because these because things vex me so. <laughs> no, I like I don't know why uh but like well, I know why I personally have aversions towards things that, you know, just uh frustrate me. So. <laughs> hey, it's understandable. But, uh, I'm just saying like and and I respect this about you that you'll just you'll just say it knowing that it might not get a great response like people that are not going to agree they're not going to be nice about it but you're willing to say yeah. it and i think i think that there is something really good in that but the well first of all let's talk about some of the stuff you've been saying on facebook okay, okay. i don't yeah, have I feel like this is an intervention <laughs> no, no no i, I should don't... i should say for the listeners none of my view my personal views and all that kind of stuff reflect okie show show <laughs> they are just me <laughs> well we, I, the, our podcast and what we do and everything is made up of geez it's it's a it's a broad spectrum and rainbow of people who have all sorts of different beliefs and stuff so 
Well, I'm not here to attack your character, okay? <laughs> Thank you. No, I, I actually think this is a positive thing. I thought it was very interesting. And one of the posts I remember that you said, like, it might have been like two months ago now. Jeez, I can't believe it's been that long. But you were you were asking, like, for anyone who is angry at the way Trump responded to this whole pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah. What should he have done differently? <laughs> and that just set some people off. Yeah, apparently. But well, because that's, uh, you know, I think it's this is this is the thing that I have uh, my my views towards this particular administration are the exact same views that I had with the previous administration. And I voted for Obama. I didn't vote for Trump, but it's not, I think at this point, I think he might finish his first term. Yeah, so, well, yeah, yeah, it looks like it. <laughs> I, I think he might be in for the long haul, folks. So he might need to just buckle in and just accept it at this point. Yeah. So um, I, I think it's very easy to be uh, negative, and I think it's really easy to be. It's it's so much easier to say, "Well, this is terrible and this is horrible," than to present solutions. Yes. So that's where that came from. Of like, what the hell was he supposed to do? <laughs> Yeah, and it's like people, and I, I feel like you have to say this when talking about Trump, it's just so people will like stay on board with you. I don't, I don't think he's a particularly good guy or smart guy. I don't, I think he yeah, says that's the obligatory setup. Yeah, you have to say it. Yeah, but listen, like, he's an awful human being. Yeah, we all get it. <laughs> <laughs> and like, yeah, everyone knows that, and even the people that praise him, they they know that. Yeah. But, but I mean, but here's the thing, like, what's the alternative, man? Because like, you know, I think when it comes to presidential politics, like you're you're voting for the platform way more than you're voting for the actual person, because like yeah. when it all comes down after, after the primaries and everything, this is what you've got. This is who yeah. you're stuck with. Guess what? You're stuck with Joe Biden. That's I mean, like, I don't know what else to tell you. You're not going to change the man. If you don't no. vote for Biden, apparently you ain't black. Like, that's a new thing. <laughs> so, was... like, you guys just get to, this is the bed you made. And it's the same thing for conservatives. <laughs> yeah, and you know, it's funny you bring that up because I was listening to uh, Ben Shapiro yesterday. And he he started the show by saying, Joe Biden said, if you don't vote for me, you ain't black. And I'm like, there's no way he said that. There's <laughs> No There's way. No freaking way. That there is a way. Couldn't have happened. And then so I'm like Biden listening to the show. I'm just waiting. I'm like, he's going to play the clip, right? He's got to play the clip. And then he plays it. And that's what he said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing. Like, I think anybody who has, <laughs> who's, you know, defended Trump and all this stuff that he said, okay, y'all don't have any room to talk in this particular situation about Biden and his gaff. The guy's a gaff machine. Like, we yeah. all... We, if you don't know that he's a gaff machine at this point, where have you been? Yeah. So, and the same goes for Trump. I mean, like they're they're I, to me, I just think they're they're very similar, except it's clearly more, uh, <laughs> shall we say, controversial. <laughs> right. Right. No, but I put, put it lightly. I I think a lot of the time I like to just stay uninformed on a lot of politics because I I'm so sick of that back and forth. Yeah. But it has bothered me a lot when I've been listening to the way uh, the response has been criticized and the way people will take things that Donald Trump has said where I'm like, yeah, it sounds stupid, but also that's not what he said. Like, yeah. 
it's, well, there's that. There's that. That's not what he said. And then the thing that I keep thinking of is like, guys, we are four years in. How are we surprised? <laughs> yeah. Like what? What did you think he was gonna say? <laughs> yeah. If it's you like, suddenly want him, if you if you're still waiting for this man to suddenly be a, a factory of just beautiful poetry no it's no. not gonna happen guys he's not a scientist he's like he's like a little kid that you explain this complex thing to and then you yeah. ask that kid to go tell that to some other kids and you listen right. in and you're like that's not at all what i said like he got some yeah. of the words right he got maybe the title right the idea sort of in yeah. the ballpark but you know that whole uh the the bleach thing the disinfectant i've listened Jeez. back to that he didn't say let's inject not, ourselves. Yeah, at that's all. not what he said. And I think if and it's kind of funny because like right now I feel like I'm I'm kind of starting to get under a lot of conservative skin because I've found myself defending Biden <clears throat> because like <laughs> I just I can't stand double standards. Yeah. And that goes for I'm a I'm a moderate. I I would call myself like a libertarian classical liberal. You know, like I still have a hard time calling myself conservative, even though like, yeah, the, the conservative base has shifted to a point that I I probably mostly align with. I'm kind of in that same um, spot the older I get too. yeah. Well, and it's also <clears throat> I think that's also kind of like a statistical fact is that as you get older, you become more conservative. You know, I think it, it makes sense. You either become more conservative or you remain perpetually immature. <laughs> wow you oh, heard it burn. here first <laughs> i'm quoting that <laughs> no it's um you know I, I i don't know i think that there's there's something too as you get older you become uh more there's two sides to that you become more <laughs> numb to the world <laughs> a and bec and you become less selfish because you're you become a parent and you know you're considering how this will affect the next generation and that, and that right. kind of thing. And even though I'm not a parent yet, we're planning on it though. So oh, exciting. Exciting. Ooh. Um, you know, I think that there's something really to that where, yeah. you know, you're, you're, um, you just become less of, uh, oh God, what am I, what, what's the term? <clears throat> you become less of an activist, I guess, because you just yeah. realize that the that life is, shitty and it's in the world is shitty and there's really you can't control anybody but yourself no and you can that's, only that's change so that. much it's, yeah it's you can't control the world man like the only person at the end of the day that you can control is yourself yeah and if you're still <clears throat> waiting around for you know people to agree with you on everything then dude i got a bridge to sell you it's just not gonna happen <laughs> Yeah, the the sad part right now is, you know, when when there is someone who misspeaks or says something dumb, we we take that and we try to make it worse than what it is, which creates more divide. And like instead of just recognizing, all right, that's dumb, let's talk about it, everyone just gets angrier and yells at the other side, and then we're we're further apart than we were when we started, when we don't need to be, and yeah. that bothers me so much yeah i agree well and i think part of it's because like people aren't truly listening to the other side and this is something that i struggle with all the time like i i totally i 
frustrate myself with confirmation bias while being frustrated by other people's confirmation bias. Like, right. it's something that I'm constantly having to keep in check. <laughs> you know, like, if all you're doing is listening to people that you agree with, agree with, you know, agree with, and um, if you're just nodding your head of like, yeah, that's right. I just don't think that you're doing it right. You know, I mean, oh, for like, sure. And it's easy know, to fall into that with the internet because you you watch you watch a video on something conservative or liberal, and then you're just going to get suggested those same videos. Oh yeah, from then on out, the algorithms are against you. Yeah, it's yeah. funny. Like my morning news routine is hilarious because I, I like to say that I it looks like I'm trying to solve a cold case. <laughs> like it just <laughs> like I start off my mornings with NPR, and then I move over to the New York Times, and then I switch over and I I read a little bit of Drudge Report. And then I, I go over and I'll, I'll read a little bit of Fox News and then I'll listen to Ben Shapiro. But then I'll go, <laughs> you know, I'm just like going yeah. back and forth and back and forth. That's healthy, and, uh, though. That's, I that think it should is be healthy. the way it is. I, I think it's uh, not a shortcut to, a, a um, you know, to low blood pressure. But I think if you're trying to be an informed citizen, which if you have the right to vote, I think you should be. You know, um, I just think it's really important to to do the work. Because it's so much easier, just like it's so much easier to be negative all the time. It's so much easier, like, you know, back in the day whenever Obama was president and all, and everybody was constantly blaming Obama for stuff, like, that would piss me off because it was just so lazy. And now yeah. we have the same thing, everybody blaming Trump for everything, and it pisses me off just as much. It'll probably and, be the same um, always, though. It's it's the easiest person to blame, even though sometimes they have the 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 least amount to do with any of the problems. Yeah, and I, I think that's just very intellectually dishonest on both sides. You know, like, you, not everything was Obama's fault. You can't blame Trump for a freaking pandemic. No, and you know, unless and, and also that's unless just politics. He did it. <laughs> unless he is COVID nineteen. Yeah, at the, at, and then that explains why he hasn't been wearing a mask, guys. That would he be fair. Is, why would he wear a mask? He he's is like, COVID-19. He's like, I found the source. You're looking at him. <laughs> <laughs> I am the epicenter. <laughs> I would actually love to find that out. I think that would be a great plot twist. Yeah. I would. I wouldn't even be mad at that point. I'd be like, that's insane. <laughs> like, I get it. Yeah, I, I get it. Turns out <laughs> it was Trump that killed us all. <laughs> he's smarter than all of us. We didn't even know yeah. it. Like He's the long con. Yeah. I'll tell you, that's another thing that drives me nuts about people's constant um, negativity towards Trump is like the guy is either an idiot or he's not. So like whenever people <laughs> are like, you know, reading between the lines of like, oh, he said he said the word, uh, you know, something or other. Yeah. Oh, what was that? Like he he was complimentary and he was complimentary. It was pandelarium. <laughs> he was complimentary everyone. He was uh, talking about Henry Ford the other day, and he said, good yeah. blood, good blood. <laughs> and everyone immediately turns into, like, freaking conspiracy theorists. Yeah, like, like, whoa, oh, whoa, whoa, He said that, which means that this means in connections equals Nazi. Yeah. I, I'm just I, like, I, guys, I don't think that he's thinking that hard. I don't think he's that smart. I Yeah. Maybe I'm wrong. I just don't believe. And maybe just not in that way. Maybe he's smart in other ways. He just doesn't seem that smart. I think that the guy just says stuff. I don't think that he analyzes what he says. I think that he comes from TV as a TV personality and he riffs. Yeah. And the I I the, my, this has been 
my go-to saying for this entire administration is never attribute malice to what you can attribute stupidity. <laughs> and, I, and like, that's, yeah, <laughs> I just don't that's... think that he thinks stuff quite that, that through guys. No, but then also you could say, well, he's, he's inviting the criticism and maybe he deserves it because he's, he just says things without thinking tweets, whatever. And I'm like, well, you're really asking to be yeah. like yelled at yeah. and hated. Well, but the thing to remember about Trump is that the guy is and always has been a troll. He's a troll. Like That's he is true. he is the asshole on Twitter that comments on your post <laughs> that That's you true. want to unfriend. <laughs> he likes like, to stir the pot. Yeah, I mean like that is his personality. Again, if people are still at this point shocked that this is the guy's personality, I don't know what to tell you. Yeah. Well, like, but I people also it. just want to be angry. They people want to be angry. Yeah, well, because it makes them I don't know. I gives you I sense have my of personal purpose. feelings on that. I don't know if it really is a fair accusation, but I have my personal thoughts on it. <clears throat> you going to say it? Are you going to say it here? Well, I mean, like I think again, I think whenever you're constantly going towards the negative, it's much easier to go to the negative. It's so much easier gravity is strong it's easier to tear things down than it is to build things up yeah so um you know i just think it's intellectually lazy as pretentious it as is. that sounds no but we all do it like i feel like i was much more like that 10 years ago and now it's like god for one that's exhausting to be that angry all the time and oh, no. two like i've i've feel like most things are in this gray area, especially big issues in politics. I'm like, yeah. uh -huh, I see both sides. I don't know that anybody's ever going to win, which is why we should be compromising. Cause I don't think <laughs> you're going to. Yes, thank you. There should be a, <clears throat> there should be a middle ground. And you know, I think the thing about, um, I think the thing about like with, with most, well, first of all, with wedge issues, wedge issues like abortion, <clears throat> So I've been I've been constantly fighting losing my voice for like the past week. It's Are you COVID. just yelling at everybody? Just you ah! son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Biden is not racist, guys. He's just an idiot. <laughs> it's the it's uh, the fairest review of that I've heard. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's hard to read between the lines when there's when the line is constantly going like that. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, where is the line? Who's drawing this yeah, line? Pff, dude. Well, I, I totally lost my train of thought. What was I You were talking about wedge issues, things like abortion. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, like, <clears throat> wedge issues are designed to be wedge issues that are damn near impossible to solve. Like, <clears throat> they're just designed to be constant because yeah. the goalposts continuously move. If that makes any sense. So, like, I think, I mean, I don't want to elaborate on abortion too much because I'm a white dude. <laughs> so we all know how that goes. <clears throat> but I'm trying to think of other, like, specific issues that are just, there's extremes on both sides and it's a game of tug of war. And we'll use guns for, for instance. That's like a on good one. one. Side, yeah, on one side, we want everyone to have guns. Let's just have the wild west where everyone's walking around with you know rifles and pistols and everything and the other the other end of the spectrum is saying no guns whatsoever <clears throat> and i feel like they've been saying the quiet part out loud a lot more <laughs> lately yeah but you know in there is 
we first of all we need those extremes for the game of tug of war to happen but we also need our moderates and our people in the middle like yourself and me <laughs> to you know to actually be vocal because i feel like that is the silent majority most of the time yeah i, I think i could see that where it's like i i don't know that we want to be on the extremes i think most no. people are capable of compromise and rational thinking and i mean yeah yeah, something like abortion, like you're, you're probably not, for the most part, going to change somebody's mind because people are coming at it from two different worldviews. Right. I think there's the more religious viewpoint and there's someone who's not and has just very liberal about all social issues in their body. And it's yeah. hard. It's hard when you're like, those are two totally different places. And well, and that's the thing about, that's the other thing about wedge issues is that people are there. We're, we're talking about the same topic but we're not yeah like not remotely They're, we're arguing over the same thing from angles that are so different from each other that you're not even you're you're not even talking about the same thing anymore like on the on the side of the right <clears throat> you know when it comes to to guns and everything you know people are are coming at it from the perspective of freedom and on the part of the, on the left they're talking from the perspective of safety those yeah. are totally different things. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you really, if you just love guns and you're like, I don't, don't take my guns. I you're, like my guns. I like them to go pow, 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 pow. Yeah. The idea of, I mean, you're thinking about your own safety, protecting your family. That's a common one, but you're not, you're not thinking about it in, in the way that other people are. I'm like, I don't yeah. want, <laughs> I don't want those people to have guns. They're just like, right. everyone have guns all the time. We're all safer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's like like you said, it's a totally different thing. Those are totally completely different. different arguments that are crossing over. And they're and if that is the, the angles that we continue to take, those are never going to be resolved. So guns are just always going to be a perpetual wedge issue in the same way that abortion, you know, on one side you have, you know, the, the pro-life movement <clears throat> thinks of it as murder. You know, yeah. because there are arguments to be made on that end. And then on the other side, it's freedom, which I think is really interesting. I think it's interesting how the guns and the abortion arguments cross over and switch, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> like, I'm free to do what I want with my body. And the other side is like, yeah, every, but every life is someone. valuable. Yeah. 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 And there's not, I mean, compromise is the only way. Yeah. And there's you have to get be... people to agree to that. There's got to be a happy medium or else we're just going to be continuously fighting over over. I mean, like when the when the sides are so polarized and so far off from each other, you're arguing about nothing. You're just arguing to argue at this point. Yeah, it's like somebody who is com a complete atheist and someone who's been just engulfed in everything religion their entire lives arguing yeah. about like the existence of a god you're going nowhere you are going oh, yeah. nowhere well and i think that i mean i love that example because like uh i don't know who who said it but he said something to the effect of the the conversation stopped being about god a long time ago and, and started becoming about who's smarter yeah who can make a better point about <laughs> yeah. why there is or isn't who is more intelligent and you know I just think uh, that's that seems to be why we are so polarized now is is because the fight stopped being about 
the actual issues a long time ago and started being about who is who's just smarter. And like, I think yeah. that that's you're never going to resolve issues that way. Yeah, with something like that, like have a little bit of empathy. I mean, geez, if you're well, yeah, if you're an atheist, I mean, I think you can appreciate the fact that somebody, I think somebody that wants to believe or does believe that there's an afterlife and a God and like there's some sort of structure and meaning to life, like who doesn't want that? So if you're going to like yeah. call somebody out for that and like try to disprove everything they believe, what does that help? Because I think right. we all, all what is, want- What is your end game? Yeah, what are you actually doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. Like, uh, I thought it, it, uh, that was one thing I noticed uh, during the the beginning of the quarantines and during the, all the pandemic and stuff. Like, I'm friends with several atheists, <clears throat> but honestly, like, it was starting to uh, just anger me about how many people, for some reason, took this particular time to just start trashing everyone's faith. And like, you know, you're saying pray and all this kind of stuff. It's all bullshit, bullshit. Like, really, is this the time? Is this the time or the place to be doing that when everyone's lives are at risk? <laughs> yeah, like, do you really. really think it's a good time to start arguing about being right of the existence of an afterlife when the chance of us, you know, actually facing that is very real? Or are you just a selfish asshole? Yeah, it's not the time. Yeah. And I don't know we can have ever these discussions. <laughs> I, I, I agree. I agree. Because, I mean, like, uh, again, double standards. Like, if you, if you want to be left alone, leave other people alone, you know? Yeah. No, that's a good point. I like that phrase. If, if you don't want people bothering you, stop talking publicly. <laughs> <laughs> Just, just shut up. Because <laughs> you're asking for an argument. Yeah. I mean, but I will say, I mean, I don't like it as much anymore, but there were it was a few years ago. I loved the debates between like, uh, it was Bill Nye and Ken Ham. Oh, God. But then, yeah, so I remember it, watching that. But it was enjoyable in the beginning. And then the longer it went on, I'm like, yeah, this is going nowhere. Because this they're is... talking about two completely different things. Yes. And you have the side that you like that you agree with yeah and then you stick to that and it's just like this team versus that team which is all politics all issues and i'm uh i like to sit right in the middle and never move <laughs> <laughs> and just soak it in watch the world burn yeah other than like a few things in life it's hard to get like a true argument out of me because i think i can understand why somebody would believe what they believe yeah you know other than just like yeah. just just uh murder for no reason <laughs> <I mean, laughs> this guy is a huge turd i yeah, think like, he should die i and i'll be like i don't let's argue about it let's i don't <laughs> let's have a discussion yeah let's weigh the pros and cons of bit before we murder this man yeah i don't think we should kill him i don't think you should kill him you yeah. might go to jail that's one because i know now <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then i'd be at risk <laughs> Of going to jail for knowing about you knowing. Yeah, and so this is this is bad from the start. But <laughs> <laughs> outside of that, I'm like, I don't know. I I just I think it's really easy if people will pay attention. It's easy to understand why somebody would believe what they believe. Yeah, like where it comes from. Yeah, I mean, and I make a living. I, like I'm a sound guy. That is how I make my living for the most part. <laughs> Not during this pandemic, but <laughs> usually. And, um, you know, like I make my living listening to people's perspectives 
from documentaries and <laughs> listening to them on hot mics <laughs> saying different things <laughs> on movies. So, um, and like, I, I think the documentaries are really, really where I make my bread and butter. And like when you're a sound guy on a documentary series or a documentary project, your job is to literally listen to other people's perspectives um, in a very, I mean, like you're, you're there for the technical support, right? but you have to sit and listen to what they have to say. You can't get up and leave if they say something offensive. That's yeah. not, unless you never want to work again. <laughs> so you're you like, have to sit there and you have to listen to what they have to say. And, and, Here's a shocking tidbit that I've learned from doing that for over 10 years. People don't believe what they believe for no reason. People have their reasons for believing and having their worldviews. And if you can't respect that, then who are, uh, who are you? Who do you think you are? Yeah, and yelling at them for it is not going to help because yeah. there are some worldviews that I'm like, that's probably not healthy. It's yeah. probably wrong. And you you definitely got it from somewhere, but it doesn't make it good. But you can't fix that by just saying, hey, idiot. Yeah. Hey, idiot. But yeah, I think the uh, like the shame culture um, is doing itself no favors. I think that we can, in my personal opinion, I think that we can thank shame culture and cancel culture for President Trump. I think that's why he's in office, because I think that he was a protest vote to all of this, you know, people trying to control the way other people behave and think and speak. Yeah, that is one thing. I remember, I think that was what everyone loved about him in the beginning. They're just like, man, this guy will say whatever he wants. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there. I mean, I still sort of love that because I think all of us probably have a bit of that in us where we want to just be like, yeah. all right, I don't care. Don't care. Yeah. I'm going to say it. You can call me racist. You can call me whatever. Yeah. But I said what I said. And yeah. I don't know. There's, there's something to that. Like most people don't have, just are never going to do that. So watching somebody else do it, you're like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Get I've got your back, but I'm not <laughs> going to say that publicly. I'll DM you. Yeah. But inside <laughs> they're like, Ooh, Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Get them. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I understand that. I don't, um, I, even though I don't like most of the things he says, I, I don't think Donald Trump would be fun at a party. I think he'd be, uh, I think that he'd be annoying as shit. <laughs> but you would have a story from that party, like, for sure. <laughs> yeah. You guys, I was at a party and freaking Donald Trump was there. Yeah. And I, it was hilarious. I've told people, like, I want Donald Trump not on a podcast, not on an interview. I want Donald Trump alone in a room. And I want, <laughs> I want, I just want to know, like, what is this guy like when yeah. there's nobody around? Like, I'm not going to write a story about it. It's just like me yeah. and him. And like, what would he say? You know that he's the most paranoid person on the planet now, right? Like well, for, he's, forget he that has forget, to be, but he's got to be like, especially after his little uh, grab by the pussy video oh, came yeah. out, you know that he's like, okay, wait, <laughs> are you recording? Are you wearing a, are you wearing a wire? Get Is naked. A wire? I need to know. Everyone strip the walls. <laughs> <laughs> but if you take that part out, if you like you knew you could have a regular conversation with him, I'm like, what is this guy saying in a room? Like, is he yeah. is he totally different? Is he more calm? Is he friendly? I mean, I don't yeah. know. Maybe he has his guard Turns up. Turns out his hands are to. huge. Oh that <laughs> I'll never I remember the first time I think it wasn't it John Oliver that talked about the tiny hands? Dude, I don't know. 
I thought I it was know. a funny thing. John Oliver's kind of uh, gotten to the point where, like, I don't even care what he has to say anymore. But what if but, he was talking yeah. about tiny hands? <laughs> I might listen. <laughs> Tell me all about those tiny hands, John Oliver. It's just, it's one of those things where it's so funny because it's its always been right in front of you. And if you didn't notice it, it was pointed out. You're like, my God, how did I not see that? Yeah. The thing that bugs me about Trump the most is just the way that he stands. He stands like someone is holding a gun to his spine. <laughs> <laughs> and he's... And- and he's just trying to not lean into it. Like, you know what I mean? Like he always pokes his butt out yeah. <laughs> and he's like slightly leaning forward, <laughs> but he's trying to keep it cool. <laughs> no one acknowledged the invisible gun. <laughs> I and, and he's also, while doing it, he has the most confidence of anybody I've ever seen yeah. for saying the dumbest things, looking ridiculous. How do you have that much confidence? Because he just doesn't care anymore. But, that's, but did he ever? I think, I, no, I don't think he did. I Well, here's the thing. Like, Donald Trump, uh, I am no biographer on Donald Trump, first of all. <laughs> so this is just what I've observed over the, over the last four years. Because honestly, I never really gave a crap about the guy. Um, and I still, I wish I gave less craps than I do. <clears throat> but like, he, from what I have come to learn about him, he always wanted to be a part of the Hollywood elite. He he wanted to be within those circles. And I've heard many, many stories of him um, making deals where they could use, you know, they could shoot in his hotels or something like that if they just gave him a cameo or something. Like he wanted to be in the spotlight. And he got his show, he got his reality show, and it was, it got fantastic ratings, the best ratings. Tremendous. And, like he got his time to shine, but then he was also considered a joke. And I think that he never really got over that. I think that he's, I think that he's a very insecure person, but that it's rooted in that story that we just, that, that I just told. And, um, I think the kicker is whenever he went to the, um, to the, um, the banquet, the press banquet where Obama basically roasted him in front of, everybody and I, I i like honestly i think that was the tipping point i think he was like fuck you <laughs> <laughs> i mean i could i could take you see a job you fired that that could motivate anybody feeling like a joke whether you are or you're not like being talked about like that uh, that'll motivate anybody it's not a good idea to uh yeah. poke the bear sometimes yeah and i think that um you know if you have any if you allow yourself to have any sort of empathy whatsoever, and if you allow yourself to look at Donald Trump from an empathetic standpoint, you can see, you can see that pattern. Like he's kind of a broken guy, you know, and we, we see that in the way that he trolls people. And we see that, you know, in, 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 in just the, the way that he presents himself to the media. Now I do think that he is different towards the media <laughs> and in front of the cameras than he is, in the Oval Office, I'm because sure. I think he, I think he just, I think at this point he, I think he has run out of shits to give when it comes yeah. to media. Yeah, yeah, you know what? He's like, um, he's sort of like a Michael Scott in a way. In oh a big yeah, way. totally. 
Like yeah. Michael Scott, the reason everyone was able to love him is because you recognize that. You don't get to see those moments with Donald Trump, but with Michael Scott, you're like, oh man, he's like, he's hurting inside. Like poor yeah. guy. Yeah. Like he says stuff that he shouldn't say, but you're like, ah, I can feel for him. Yeah. And, and <laughs> for some reason it's considered like a social crime if you have any, if you allow yourself to have any empathy towards Donald Trump because he's not human and all this stupidity. That's I think not he's true, man. Definitely I mean, like, broken, but he does. I think he's very broken. But we, man, I yeah, I would love to just get inside his head or have a like him talk like an interview between a therapist and him. That would be that'd be yeah. good TV. <laughs> I mean, because obviously there's some stuff going on. The way he grew up, the way he is yeah. now, like how can you not be messed up? Oh, for sure, and probably not even recognize it because everyone your whole life, at least. That's in your close circle has told you yes, how great you are. Like, oh, yeah, you're incredible. Yeah. So surround yourself with yes, men. The one thing that now I thought that this is really this is an interesting tidbit about Trump that surprised me whenever I was I was listening to an interview with Dr. Drew and uh, who we all know is a, a true scientist. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, Dr. Drew was talking about, um, you know, they were talking about his chronic narcissism and all this kind of stuff. And he pointed out, he said, I don't I don't really think that he's a chronic narcissist. And they're like, what? What? He's like, well, but look at the relationship that he has with his kids. And I, that never occurred to me before. Of like, that's, I mean, he's tight with his kids. When you see uh, Hollywood celebrities, like we'll use Alec Baldwin for an example, uh, his extremely um, bad relationship with his kids, uh, that, that is an actual sign of chronic narcissism when, when you are so self-absorbed that you have no relationship with your children anymore or your, or your yeah. family anymore. Trump, on the other hand, is very close with his kids and his family for some reason and his mistresses. <laughs> that is that, that is interesting. Uh, yeah, I had never thought about that. So because... I don't know. I think that was just that was just an interesting thing to be pointed out to you know as I was listening I was like that's that is interesting. You know, maybe you know in my experience working with celebrities and stuff like they are different in front of the cameras than they are off. And they do play characters for the camera. For the for the camera, you know, for the media. Yeah, you know, like what a terrible way to live. Jeez, yeah, I know. It's awful. I don't know. That's why I would never, in a million years, want fame, like true fame, like that, because like that's the world that you live in. Yeah, if you You get famous for being yourself, then it's like, well, easy. I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. But if you get famous for like being (laughs) a certain way, then I mean, oh, that's that's a tortured life. Because you imagine you, you, being Larry the Cable Guy or like uh, um, Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh my God! Can you imagine yeah, that? Gilbert Godfrey. Like, yeah. I, this okay. is not my actual voice. <laughs> I think it was. Uh, it might be Howard Stern that played a recording from him from years ago. It was like a voicemail, and it was like his just calm regular voice and i'm like my god i didn't know he could talk like that yeah and, and you it's just never terrifying. hear it. yeah like wow he seems too calm <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah that would be terrible because that's how people expect you to be yeah and you're like so, like not. i think that trump has never been able to shake um his hollywood roots and i think that since he's been on 
um, he's been on the inside and he knows the dirty secrets of, of upper echelon Hollywood now. I think that's part of the reason why they they hate him so much. <laughs> because you got a bunch of narcissists coming after a narcissist. <laughs> oh, and that's the perfect battle. Yeah. Yeah, like, um, um, oh, what's his name? The Scorsese's favorite guy. Uh, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio? No. Um, oh, shoot. He's old now. Robert, uh, Robert De Niro? Uh, Robert, Robert De Niro, yeah. That guy. Fuck that guy. Just <laughs> shut the fuck up, man. Wait, what, what? Why? What happened? Because he's like, Robert De Niro is constantly going after Trump, you know, and same with Alec Baldwin. Like, they, they despise Trump and he's the worst thing on the planet. You people are the worst thing on the planet. Anyone who knows any behind-the-scenes stories of those two guys, fuck them. <laughs> fuck them so hard. You think you guys think you're better than Donald Trump just because you're Publicly. not in the White House? Publicly. Publicly, yeah. But uh, you know what? Alec Baldwin, though, had the best description of Donald Trump talking that I've ever heard. Uh, he said something like, it's like Donald Trump is always searching for a better word but never finds it. <laughs> that is true. I, that is very true. I mean, and I heard that probably two years ago, and I, I've every time I think of Donald Trump, like, <laughs> now, my, now it's like he's fishing. He's fishing for the perfect word. Yeah, and he goes back to his like the old faithful five. You know, it's just those same same yeah, words. So great. Yeah. He just ruined the word great. <laughs> you can't. It's like great. Yeah. Tremendous. Even Tony the Tiger is like they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, we're rebranding because. <laughs> Yeah. Well, you get it. Yeah. Or, I mean, Donald Trump's pretty orange. He could be Tony the Tiger. He could be Tony the Tiger, yeah. That would be a great I will campaign. say, you know, this administration has done wonders for the American vocabulary. Because before this administration, I didn't know what the word recuse meant. I didn't know what the word collusion meant. And you're like so many words I didn't know. Yeah, then it's coming up every day. I didn't know what an N95 mask was either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, now look at us. We're all medical experts. I'm like yeah, uh, I, like aerosols and <laughs> <laughs> droplets. I didn't even know what social distance meant. <laughs> yeah, we I mean, was that even with that was that phrase coined in the beginning of this? That couldn't no, have been. That's apparently a real thing because I've I I watched I was one of the multitudes that watched um um Contagion, and it's in Contagion. He's <laughs> like the best way to fight this is social distancing and uh, social distancing. <laughs> yeah, that went like, from oh. like not even on anyone's radar to like we all say it every day. Make oh sure yeah, you're social distancing. Social distancing. I'm tired of uh, hearing it. Like I want a new <laughs> phrase. Uh, well, they tried to make the they tried to change it halfway through to physical distancing because social distancing is offensive. Is it? Because so, social distancing <laughs> means you need to be lonely. Well, yeah, you sort of do right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I thought that was the whole point. Yeah, be lonely and we'll all be safe. Yeah, so they tried to change it to physical distancing and then it never caught on. And they were like, you know, what? we'll just stick with social distancing. It's not really hurting anybody. Yeah, that, it's really it's not. Like, let's not <laughs> yeah, be so sensitive to words. Of, yeah. I've never been like triggered by social distancing other than just <laughs> like tired of hearing it. Whether you say it or not, I'm feeling pretty yeah. lonely. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I, it's so funny. Cause uh, like um, contagion, 
You know, I, do you remember whenever that movie came out and it was kind of like, it was cool, but it wasn't like a global phenomenon? Yeah, I watched it. And that's yeah. why I haven't rewatched like, it because I was like, been there. That's pretty cool. Oh, thank God that's never going to happen. Sucks for them. <laughs> this thing happens. And it's like the number one downloaded movie of all time. Yeah, it's nuts. Followed by Outbreak. <laughs> Which I'm not going back to that. All right. Dude. That's... Okay, so I went back and watched Outbreak. Uh, it can't be good. Up. It doesn't hold so. up. <laughs> not remotely. Okay, so Ebola has hit this small town. Okay, we need to find the antidote. We, we, we need to search the, the entire state of California for one monkey <laughs> in, this, in the course of like two hours. Yeah, we found that him. makes sense. <laughs> yeah. We found him. We wrote it in the script that we had to find him. Yeah, it was super easy. Barely an inconvenience. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Uh, <laughs> I think I had a friend that did like a, a review of that, I think, recently. And I was like, should I go back and watch that? And he's like, no. Eh. <laughs> no, Dustin Hoffman's yell acting is not great. His yell acting. What do you mean by that? Let me, uh, can I get an example? Oh, when, whenever he's like, we got to evacuate. We got to do it now. And if you don't, then everyone's going to die. <laughs> <laughs> and Morgan Freeman wipes the spit off his face. Yeah, says, Morgan Freeman, he was the same age then as he is now, right? <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> that guy. He's, he's he... been the same age for decades. You know how old his son is? I'm assuming 60. He's in his 60s. And I'm like... Is he really? Uh, yeah, he really is. Oh, my God. And I'm thinking his son's, you know, like, like 30. No, yeah. he's a, his son's an old man. <laughs> his son looks older than him. Yeah. I I don't know if you remember it, but there was a, a movie called Ten Till Noon that played at Dead Center in like 2008 or something. It had Morgan Freeman's son in it. And I remember wow. that's the first time I even knew he had a son. And I'm like, Mike, I mean, he, he looks like him. He sounds like him. I yeah. thought, what a great find for them. Not Morgan Freeman, <laughs> but close enough. He's your, your diet Morgan Freeman. <laughs> Basically, where you're like, I could see it. He looks yeah. menacing enough. Because he's playing like a villain or something. Yeah. Morgan Freeman. Yeah. He had enough of the voice where yeah. you're like, oh. I'm, I'm going to monologue you to death now. Yeah, it does. So it runs in the family. Yeah. Your dad is God? You're like, whoa. Neat. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So this whole pandemic's just been super interesting. I know. I'm ready for it to be over. I uh, am too. It seems like we're moving in that direction. Yeah. It, and it's moving fast. It feels almost a little too fast. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of in the middle of... Um, I think everybody who's still screaming for everyone to stay at home uh, clearly has a job that they can work from home, first of all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Not everyone can do that. Yeah. Must be nice, Karen. <laughs> it's always a Karen. Karen or a Linda? <laughs> Fucking Karens. <laughs> yeah, but I know. At the we same can't, time, like, I want to... Yeah, I mean, like, th that's just not realistic. And I think anybody who's saying that that is realistic is, I mean, like... Uh, how dishonest are you with yourself? Because yeah. like the, what has been driving me absolutely bonkers through all this, you know, reopening talk is those folks who have been saying, Oh, well you just want to reopen so that you can get a haircut or so and that like... you can <laughs> No, you over simplistic piece of shit. People are going hungry. 
Like, but how also, can you not possibly recognize that? But also, but also, have you seen great. these bangs? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, My I roots got a haircut. Are showing and people are starving. I mean, and the people cutting the hair, they <laughs> they need to make money. Yeah, thank you. I I have a friend who's a who's a a, a barber, a, a hairstylist, and uh, I was very very thankful to get to give her some business. And yeah. it was pretty it was pretty funny because we both wore masks. <laughs> See, everyone's <laughs> safe. So wear surgical gloves because that's the thing is that you can do this and not be stupid it is yeah. it's humanly possible well it's also necessary we have to we i mean have to there's no not, other option there is no i no matter what you say like there's no other way to look at it like are, we're gonna yeah. stay closed for a year okay no <laughs> okay I mean, like, that's that's not humanly possible like you know, if you can't recognize that food lines or, you know, food bank lines are vastly oversaturated right now, um, the, uh, you know, this is where people need to clearly do their reading or something. I don't know what's missing in the equation that's, that's you know, where that where'd all that empathy go that you people were always talking about? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know? Because you're not thinking and, about the um, other side. Yeah. You know, and like, I um, I understand the discomfort of wearing masks and all that kind of stuff. But I I do think that we should do our due diligence to you know take safety precautions. But at the same time, like again, if, if y'all can't, it's it's this that middle ground thing. Like we we have to reopen, but let's not be stupid. <laughs> yeah, there is a middle ground, and that's see, we're back to the same thing where it's like people that's are right. either one extreme or the other. I'm like, there is a middle ground. There also has to be a middle ground because yeah. I would be the first one to say, if we can close for a year and everything's great at the end, I'm like, well, let's just do it. Let's see how it goes. Yeah. But after like three weeks, it was already a disaster. Yeah. You know, people, uh, yeah. people can't survive like that. Yeah. I mean, this has been a life altering situation for the entire planet, which I don't think that we can say that that's ever happened in history before. I'm, I love, I'm a big history buff, so I, I like to do my reading. And um, it's interesting how throughout history, plagues and different events like this shift history and shift society. Uh, I'm, yeah. I'm reading this book right now called um, um, How Nations Fail. And um, it was written, oh gosh, I want to say like 2015, something like that. So, uh, you know, it's talking about, uh, there's a section where it was talking about the Black Plague and how the Black Plague really changed um, the European governance and the way that it worked and the way that um, it actually gave peasants a voice that they didn't have before. And, it, and it, it created a more inclusive government thanks to the plague. The plague, like, was a pretty big cause of that. Interesting. And, um, you know, this, this uh, pandemic has... I'm really interested to see how it alters, you know, the the way that the world works. I think it this is a situation that's kind of dwarfed 9/11 in a way, which is that's not nothing, man. Like that's huge. Yeah, I mean, you'll definitely remember where you were when this started. Like it's one of yeah. those things where, you know, 30 years from now you'll be like, "Oh yeah. I remember the yeah. pandemic." 
Well, and it's funny because I talk to my wife a lot about how, uh, you know, we're going to someday we're going to be talking to our kids and they're going to ask us what we did during the great pandemic or whatever they're going to end up calling this. I'm voting for great pandemic because it sounds awesome. I could get on board with that. Uh, yeah. Where were you when you survived the great pandemic? Yeah. And, um, you know, she, my, my wife is, is super bummed right now because she works in oil and gas and, you know, this thing is really knocked out oil and gas. So she's going to have to start working at Amazon. And, uh, you know, that's what I keep telling her of like, babe, you know, whenever our kids ask us what we did to survive during this time, you get to tell them that you did what you could to stay afloat. Yeah. And yeah, you, you ended up having to reduce your hours at your job down to one day a week and you started working at Amazon and, you know, you know, she's talking about, you know, possibly getting a degree in nursing so she can start, you know, being a part of the solution that is a big thing. Like that's the kind of stuff that people should take away from all this of like, you know, how is this altering your life? Not necessarily how is it inconveniencing your life, but how did you rise above the inconvenience, you know, to, to not be held down by this? I think that's yeah. a, that's a big thing, man, because you have more power than you give yourself credit half the time. That's true. And like you were saying before, let's look for solutions. Like, I mean, it sucks for a lot of people. Yeah, it's really easy to bitch and moan and take a check yeah. from the government. But, you know, what, what about your own... Um, don't allow yourself to be powerless is what, is yeah, what it's I like, always say. What else, what else can you do? And that maybe for some people, that's nothing. But I think for the vast yeah. majority of people, there is something you can do. You can, you, you know, you, you probably have to pivot a little bit, but... You got to adjust. I mean, like, that's just, that's the way that life works, pandemic or not. Exactly. And that, uh. I think that there's, uh, and, and for the record, I mean, like when it, like I mentioned the government check a second ago, like I don't fault anybody for taking those checks. <laughs> well, yeah. Good for you. I hope you invested it wisely or saved it. Um, Cause that's what we ended up doing. We just saved it. <laughs> Use. But we ended up using it. Oh, then that's not saving it. Saving would we mean you saving didn't it use it <laughs> for a rainy day. Then the rainy day came, and we were like, "Thank God we got this okay. rainy yeah, day." Okay. Yeah. See. Yeah. I don't know if it's the best solution to send out checks, but if you send me money, I'm like, "Oh, thank you." I I'm will... not going to turn it down. <laughs> yeah. That's why. But I think I mean my wife donated a lot of it too, and you know, um, because we're luckily in the kind of situation where, uh, you know, I'm a I'm a freelancer by nature so i was able to kind of figure out alternative ways to make an income yeah but um i uh i think that people should take moments like this to allow themselves to to this is the time when you need to be feeling empowered you know what i mean like for sure don't don't be knocked down by you know when shit happens because that's just life man shit happens pandemics happen <laughs> i mean really it's disastrous when some of the best stuff happens Oh yeah, totally. Af after a disaster or during right. or like, during, man. Yeah. You because, see like, the best in have... people sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's like, um, um, there's a song called, uh, Oh gosh. How's it go? The shadow proves the sunshine. And I like, I love that phrase because I think that that is such, uh, you know, that's the way that life works. Like without, the shadow, <laughs> you know, without darkness, you cannot have light and they both will always exist. 
but it all depends on your outlook on life and what you do, what you do with what you have been given. All right. I think I'm going to cut it off right there for this week. Even though Brian and I had a much longer discussion, I do want to keep the show to around 40 minutes, 45 minutes, definitely under an hour. So, um, we did talk about continuing the discussion in the future though, or doing something similar because I did enjoy it. I think he enjoyed it too. So if you guys want to hear more episodes like this, please let me know. We can, uh, definitely do that. Or if you'd like to be on the show and have uh, a discussion about one of these topics, go to miscimportantstuff.com slash talk to me, fill out the form and I'll get in touch with you and we'll do it. But that is it for this week. If you like this episode, please let me know. If you hated this episode, please let me know. And if you have any ideas for future episodes, please let me know. Thank you so much for listening and I'll see you next week.